Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Sarah Wendell. And I'm Alicia Rye. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we deliver a love story every single day straight to your headphones. Our guest today made arranged marriage work for her and parlayed it into a fantastic relationship and a love story for the ages. So today we're going to be talking to a guest Sonali Dev is a best-selling romance author who writes about arranged marriages, has lived in arranged marriages, who got so fed up trying to find love herself, she turned to her family for some assistance. Culturally, I have very little experience with arranged marriage and don't have an opinion on it because I trust people to make decisions that are good for themselves. Arranged marriage is a kind of a, you know, it can be a bit of a tricky topic. Um, It really does run a huge gamut. There's a wide range, I think, from forced marriage, which is sort of the most negative extreme, to using your family as a matchmaker and and picking amongst a variety of people that they bring to you. Sarah, what's your take? I do know that when I was uh, younger and I would go to Barnes & Noble, remember when you would go to a bookstore and go in the store? Mm-hmm. And go be around other people. Mm-hmm. What I would, I, I know it's a. It was a it different was like time. Ages it was ago. A, it was ages ago. It was a different time, and I would see 
uh, Orthodox Jewish couples on their first dates at the bookstore. And they would oh. be walking around getting to know each other because they were in arranged dates. Mm. And I used to think, wow. Going to the bookstore is a really good idea. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea for a right? first date, especially if you don't know someone yet and you're trying to get to know them to go to go to a bookstore. What are they picking out? What are they reading? Is this going to be compatible with me? That's a, for any couple, really, even if you just meet on an app. That's a great <laughs> date idea. Let's welcome Sonali Dev. Sonali Dev is a best-selling romance author. Her novels have been on Library Journal, NPR, Washington Post, and Kirkus's Best Books of the Year list. She has won the American Library Association's Award for Best Romance, the RT Reviewer's Choice Award for Best Contemporary Romance, multiple RT Seals of Excellence, is a Rita finalist, and has been listed for the Dublin Literary Award. That it was a mouthful, and I don't even think that's the full list. I feel like this bio is very modest. She is also our very, very good friend. I consider her like a sister. We have been friends for a very long time. Sarah, I know you're friends with her. We used to see her quite a bit. And I'm just so excited to talk to her today and to hear about her love story and how it influenced the entire trajectory of her life. Please welcome Sonali Dev. Welcome, Sonali. Yeah, welcome. I'm so, so excited about this. So thank you for having me, Alicia oh. and Sarah. I cannot wait. It has been so long since we've seen you. I I'm know. just so excited to chat with you. And our last, I think my last like signing or anything was with you. I, we yeah. went on this uh, wild road trip <laughs> across America from, what was it, New York, Denver? Yeah. It was so fun. I still think of that. I know, so much. me too. I still think of that. We had a uh, we had chai in Denver. Chai. I was <laughs> just thinking exactly that the bhakti, yeah. the bhakti chai. And we were so we were we felt like traitors because like this white lady made this chai company and it was so good. It's weirdly good, and yes, it's we very were traitors, gingery. It's nice, yeah, very very gingery. And that's me. My my chai is like half ginger, half you know tea. So yeah, that's exactly how it should be in my opinion yeah. yes well let's let's turn to the personal life you had an arranged marriage and I know you've talked about this a lot and you write about this a lot in your books which I think is so good what what made you turn your romantic quest into an arranged quest Yes. So complicated history. Um, mm -hmm. My family considers itself very um, progressive and very non-traditional in terms of marriage. Uh, my grandmother had this medical school romance with uh, my grandfather. They were both um, doctors and they ran away from home and bloody, bloody, bloody. And so the last thing anyone in my family expected was for me to do this. I think it had to do with the fact that I sucked at dating <laughs> and, and I had a long, really long, starting very young, very intense on again, off again relationship. Mm. But it was also where, you know, I knew exactly at 23, I thought I knew exactly what I wanted from life. And this kind of was a nice little tool my culture gave me. And I had this whole very romantic and yet very pragmatic approach to it. When I, when I went to my mom and said, you know, I think... Um, you know, can you look for a for a husband for me? My mom had an intervention, my mom and my friends. So it was like I was in drugs and everyone sat me down and said, listen, you don't understand 
you know, what the whole arranged marriage scene is like. And you were not raised this way. This is not, you know, this, you're not built for this. You're not going to be able to do this. Like in all things, I was like, why do I have to do it like everybody else did it? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was extremely naive because there is a scene and um, there is a way that most people approach it. But it turned out that I was able to do it at least 50% to the beat of my own drum. But Mm -hmm. it was completely unexpected. And I think what you said about how you did it your way, and I think people don't understand the idea of India's homogenous culture is extremely wrong. And every little thing is just done the way your family does it or the way that you do it. Nothing is the same. And there's a huge gamut of arranged marriage. You know, it, it can from the very worst examples of it to the very most permissive examples of it. And it is important to remember, like it is, it will be done your way. And it's, it's nice that it can be done your way and that you had a family that allowed you to do it your way. Yes. And it is not always that. Of course, mm-hmm. there is, you know, there's, there's both sides to it, like everything traditional. Mm-hmm. The way I think of it and the way I thought of it for sure was that this was you know, this was a dating website or a dating app. It was match.com and the algorithm is people who've known you all your life, right? It's your, um, you know, it's your parents and your, um, and and your close circle. Something that you wrote, um, you wrote a piece about your marriage and your search. And the last lines really struck me as just really poignant. You said you were searching for someone who never felt like a stranger and who saw permanency as important, a quest as romantic as it was pragmatic. And I just think that's so beautiful because there is romance. Like there was obviously for you, at least room for romance in this search. And he was your lucky number 13, right? <laughs> yes, is that, he was. Who's the 13th, 13th suitor the to 13th. come to your hand? Yeah. 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 Can you tell us about what did he do right off the bat that you were like, oh, this is, you know, maybe not romance as, as considered, you know, in the traditional sense in in you know what we've seen in rom-coms like the you bumped into each other and you dropped your books or whatever what convinced you about him that he didn't feel like a stranger i think that the whole all of it was the fact that he never felt like a stranger i believe this right we meet people every day right and there are just people who feel different and i Mm -hmm. think it has to do again with those people see the part of us you know that not everyone sees and whatever that uh you know that that magic is it was there to a point where i i literally met him and it was like i'd known him all my life without taking away from that new you know sparkly feeling which also was there there was just because I had friends who were like, oh my gosh, you're going to sleep with a guy in seven days? You've just met him? But I'm like, he's not a stranger. Or, mm. you know, how do you tell things to a stranger? But he's not a stranger. So it was just, that's the heart of it. That is the hard part. And I will also say that has never changed. It wasn't like that happened. And then I suddenly one day thought, oh my gosh, I don't know this guy at all. And we had to get to know each other. There was none of that. There was just this utter comfort and um you know I mean our first act of intimacy was him putting his head on my lap because we were exhausted right and that is not something you like when you look back like that's an incredibly romantic thing but it isn't something you dream of as a girl but it is such a beautiful thing because putting your head in someone's lap is this act of you know it's it's putting yourself in someone's hands for comfort right Mm -hmm. and there was so there was just that kind of um weird 
comfort that just uh, he felt like family and he felt like a friend and um he felt he, he's also incredibly cute so that was <laughs> that was not <laughs> i love the story about when he fell asleep right before your wedding right at the barber oh my gosh yeah that's <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. So uh, he, he goes to get a haircut. So first, also these seven days where my, my parents are, up and everybody around us is working, you know, like um, like donkeys, <laughs> you know, with salt tied to their back um, to get pulled off this wedding. And so just before the wedding, his f- uh, family, I think the day before our wedding, we're not supposed to meet. And uh, we've been sleep deprived. He's been jet lagged and waking up really early and this whole thing. Um, and he goes to bed, you know, he goes to sleep while he's getting a head massage. Because in India, when you're getting your hair cut, they give you a nice oil massage. And <laughs> he goes to sleep. And he wakes up and this guy has pretty much taken all his hair off <laughs> he is, yes and so he calls me I'm at you know at at my henna ceremony with my hands you know mm-hmm. and so a friend holding the phone to my ear and he says are you sure you you know how sure are you that you're gonna marry me no matter what <laughs> and I say immediately I'm like oh no what did the barber do <laughs> And he says, take a deep breath, but I might be bald at our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, it was, um, and and so, and the reactions were really funny because none of my friends had met him. And I had friends who were like, oh my gosh, you're marrying an old man. He has no hair. You know, we were all 23. His, his, His aunt cried. This is because his aunt was, uh, she cried because she was like, you know, my handsome nephew. <laughs> like, he's still handsome. Why are you crying? <laughs> I've heard the story so many times. I could hear it 10 more times. It's such a great story, such a great outcome, you know, such a positive, loving uh, representation of, of, you know, sort of the best parts of this culture. And and having so much trust in your family and friends mm-hmm. that they can find someone that will resonate on that same frequency with you. You know, honestly, I don't think it's about trusting family and friends. It is no, no because um, because I mean, you know, family and friends can just put a whole line like, a you know, Match.com or whatever. Meeting people in the bar yeah. is like a whole bunch of options. Right. In the end, I think the trust is yourself. Like mm-hmm. you being oh, very true. And I think the problem comes when someone says marry X and you say, sure, that is the problem. But I think mm-hmm. if you're going to do this as you're going to do anything, you have to really know what you want and then stay yes. true to that. You know, and I think no matter how you find your spouse, that's that's we, we, we all do it right every day. Right. This yeah. is my line. And how do I hold without mm-hmm. it becoming a battle? If you could go back to yourself coming out of this on-again, off-again relationship that really didn't work, if you could go back to heartbroken Sonali, what would you say to her? You know, I mean, I would say to anyone, um, it it works out. Can you go back and say that, you know, that would not have been a good thing and that would not have worked out? No, you know, I mean, in the end, if you're the kind of person who makes things work out and really enjoys the process of that, then you have it all you know, then you have nothing to worry about. And that's exactly, uh, and I knew knew this back then. 
And so um, even though, you know, by the time I had made this decision, the heartbroken Sonali was kind of done with the heartbreak too. Hmm. So that place of pain had gone away. I was thinking in terms of story ideas the other day, and it's this, this whole concept that you could have, you know, there were say three men I could have ended up with and my life would have been completely different down these three paths, right? And now I do have days when I think I could have tried out another life, but I do also have an equal number of days when I'm like, you know, this was exactly the life I wanted. I also got to do, you know, build a whole life from scratch at 23 and it was the wildest most fun adventure it was um you know he was the perfect guy to have it with and so there was there was a lot of serendipity and there was a lot of knowing exactly um you know what we were looking for and getting really really lucky right yep thank you so much for this i've had the best time yeah this was such a treat i mean always a treat to talk to you and to see your face so same here where can everyone find you everything is on sonalidev.com um but i think i'm most active on instagram now thank you so much this was so fun this was so fun it was so great seeing your faces i almost don't want to say bye love you thanks and good luck love you too bye Alicia, I loved catching up with Sonali so much. I just have the the happiest friendship feelings right now. Before you go on with your day, what is your love to go? What's your takeaway from our conversation? I loved what Sonali said about trusting yourself. And I think that it is widely applicable to anybody who's dating anybody or even in friendships or, you know, any kind of relationship to trust yourself you can trust people to maybe bring you some options but at the end of the day it's your life it's your partnership and the only voices that matter in that are the people in that relationship and people in that partnership so yeah trust yourself trust your gut listen to yourself i think that's the best predictor of a successful relationship at the end of the day we would love to hear your special story Send an email to lovestruckdaily at frolic.media if you have a love story to share or any questions or thoughts or love letters for us. Please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at lovestruckdaily for extra content. And please, please, please leave a review, subscribe, spread the word about this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. Our producer is Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios. Our behind-the-scenes hatcher of plans is Jillian Davis, and we are executive produced by Frolic Media. And for goodness sakes, just just kiss kiss already. with you.